Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Communication Means Talking Together. I'm Archon Bush. This week, I thought we'd talk about something that seems to come up fairly often as a question, and that is, how can one be more assertive? I actually wrote a blog article about this some months ago, and you're welcome to look at it on culturalspeak.com. Uh, I published it on November 17th, 2022. And I won't go through the whole article necessarily, but there are a few things in there that might be worth uh, picking up. And first of all is, well, what does it mean to be assertive? So we'll talk today about being assertive. Later on in the show, I want to touch upon negotiation skills, especially when it comes to, I guess, closing a deal, be it uh, for a job or some kind of business contract. And we'll talk a little bit about silence and how to work through that as a concept of communication. Let's get started. So assertiveness, what does that mean? does not mean being aggressive or hurtful. Sometimes when we think of the word assertive and we think of people in our lives that exhibit assertiveness, maybe we think of people that aren't very nice and as to, do, to use today's parlance, not very kind. What we're looking for is people that are able to stand up for themselves hold true to some key principles that they believe in, such as, for example, honesty or transparency, and yet are able to continue communicating with others in their conversation who are having a conversation with them and continue to keep that conversation as de-escalated as possible. So you see the balance we're trying to achieve. We're trying to make sure we get people to respect us. And at the same time, we're trying to make sure that the conversation does not get derailed. So how might we do that? One thing that we can certainly do is speaking simply and concisely. Fewer words being used per sentence helps us keep the message as concentrated as possible, as opposed to imagine you're communicating the same idea, but you're using more words. It's like you're taking uh, the Kool-Aid or the beverage of your choice and pouring way too much water. It's no good anymore. People aren't enjoying it. They don't know what to make of it. And after a certain point, they're not even sure what the beverage is anymore. So if we use too many words to explain the same idea, it's like putting too much water in your favorite beverage. It ruins it. That doesn't mean that we use so few words that 
the beverage is too concentrated or too sweet or too sour, as the case may be. So you want just the right amount of words where the flavor of the beverage is kept, maintained, and yet there's a certain body to the drink that it is sweet, but not overly sweet, or sour, but not overly sour. So word count matters. In addition, word choice matters. A very interesting uh, example that came up in a radio show I was listening to. So as is the case with a lot of radio shows, you have a host and they're interviewing the guest of the day. And as is often the case, the guest is an expert on a subject and the host is a generalist. The host doesn't have necessarily, you know, specialized knowledge in every uh, topic that they cover. So in this example, this, this radio show is listening to, the host asked a question or made a statement which was going to lead to a question. And almost immediately, the guest, who was the expert on that topic, pushed back and said, no, that's not correct. That's not true. And I liked how the host handled themselves on the air, because, of course, there's no you know, additional takes, unlike in a, a movie, it's live, right? So what did they say? The host said, I appreciate that so much. I was inartful with my words. Let me try that again. Think about that for a second. You're thanking the guest for, you know, setting you straight about the topic. You're acknowledging that they're the expert and you're not. But you're not necessarily apologizing and giving up your power in the moment. And so you use the word inartful. Like I have, I, you're, you're trying to say, I'm trying to make a point here. I just need to be a bit better, uh, you know, with my words. And I thought that was a wonderful way of handling the moment. So the goal, if you think about it and it was something I just said a moment ago, is really you're trying to balance and maintain both your power in the moment and the cordiality or the harmony with the people you're interacting. And perhaps choosing your words carefully is a really good way to improve your chances at being assertive without being aggressive. Now might be a good time to jump to the second topic of the day. I thought we'd talk about something I've picked up over the years around negotiation. Now, again, to pick on something I was mentioning earlier, I can't call myself necessarily an expert on this, but I've definitely seen it happen in work situations, uh, myself personally, but also just observing around the world. And you may know this too. Let's say it's a typical scenario. Somebody is interviewing for a job and they're getting to that point of the interview or that sequence or that session 
in the interview series, maybe it's the second interview, maybe it's the third interview, where finally the company is ready to make some kind of monetary offer and put a figure on the table. This is going to be your salary. This is how much we're going to pay you, right? That kind of a statement. I've seen two reactions over the years that uh, are puzzling. Intriguing, I should say. One reaction is I've had people share a number and then just shut it down and just walk away completely because the number was too far out of where they were comfortable. In this example, probably the salary was too low for what they felt the job was worth. In addition, I've seen people, perhaps when they hear the number, even if it's perhaps on the lower side, I've seen people jump right on the offer immediately. I had an example of somebody who jumped on it so quickly that the offer offerer hadn't even finished their sentence. So there can be some really interesting fast reactions from people. And what makes it even more curious is that people then might later down the line actually regret what they did as in, oh, I shouldn't have walked away from the table. You know, I could have tried to move them closer to my number. And in the other example, where they accepted too soon, they might regret and say, oh no, now I'm stuck at this level for, you know, six months, eight months, 12 months, and then maybe I can try to negotiate for a salary raise. So you get the idea. Negotiation is really about timing and in, in figuring out your comfort zone, your range, and knowing when to keep sitting at the table and keep talking, and knowing when you should indeed walk away because there is no deal to be had. Perhaps that's the big takeaway is walking away only when there is no deal to be had. Now I thought we'd jump to the third and final topic of the day, which is silence. Hold that for a sec. On, on TV, podcast, radio, silence can really be a very powerful moment, right? It builds up drama, anticipation, suspense, so many things. It began a few years ago that people started talking about awkward silences and awkward pauses. This didn't seem to be in the public vocabulary a lot before that. And I've always been wondering why. And I found that there's maybe a generational shift that happened where people became uncomfortable with the other person in the conversation, not talking or just sitting with someone and not sharing words for a while. Whereas there's, you know, an older generation of people that talk about pastimes like fishing, just as an example, or sitting outside, you know, on an easy chair with a beverage of your choice, enjoying a sunrise or a sunset. 
One person might be reading a newspaper and there's no TV screens, no smartphones to be seen. It's just people enjoying their moment. And this might be something that, that younger folks have uh, perhaps an opportunity to delve into is what can create comfort with silence. Silence of words doesn't have to mean silence of meaning. Sit on that for a second. Silence of words doesn't have to mean silence of meaning. Even if I'm not speaking with you, I am still communicating. If two people are sitting together quietly for an hour on a, on a park bench, one person is reading a book, let's say the other person is just watching the world go by. They might not be talking for a few minutes or half an hour or 45 minutes until maybe one person says, Hey, you know, how about a, let's go and grab a sandwich from across the street. It's uh, almost lunchtime. But for that 45 minutes or that hour or however long it is, you're still communicating to each other and establishing, Hey, we're good friends. We enjoy each other's company. We respect each other. Right. And there's wonderful examples in my own life and, and I'm sure in the lives of you listener, where two great friends can be, you know, talking to each other infrequently, maybe not talking for weeks on end or a month on end. I've heard examples of people not talking for a year at a go. And still when one of the uh, parties picks, picks up the phone or these days, you know, messages, I mean, you're happy to hear from the other person. It's just, you know, you pick up where you left off. The point is we've become so used to animation. Something's got to be happening all the time. And I think that creates a lack of patience with how things move or don't move. There's a magic to waiting and allowing things to happen. And there's an ease to it where if you can just hang on just that extra second, that extra few seconds, it can make as in the, in the case of, you know, an actor or a comedian, it can make for a more powerful emotional scene or a louder roar of laughter, building up suspense. Or it just soaks in meaning when you're sitting again with a friend or a loved one bench and just smelling the roses, as we say. So if dear listener, if I can leave you with anything today, I would say, take that moment of silence when it comes to you next and revel in it because it is meaningful. With that. I thought we can close it out for today. Pleasure again to connect with all of you. Please always feel free to drop by culturespeak.com. Drop us a line. If you enjoyed this episode, do let us know. Drop a review, like, share, and subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. And as always, have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you next time.